get your earphones in, everybody, and everybody hear us out. We are Rob Uten and Brian Dennis, and this is P-B-O-T-N. We've got my dad leveling up your awesomeness, dropping knowledge of TV, movies, and comics. We've got Brian Dennis flexing his nerd muscles. How you level up your awesomeness? He will solve the puzzle. Just when you thought you've heard it all, a new episode will come along. Won't you like, subscribe, and rate our show? One last thing. Leave a five-star review before you go. Oh, yeah! Welcome to Prevenge of the Nerds. This is a podcast about the stories that could have led to your favorite movies, TV shows, and so much more. I'm Brad Lebutin, and this is... Ryan S. Dennis, where the S stands for You're Welcome. <laughs> we will be your guides on this quest to level up your awesomeness. That rhymes, actually. We will nerd out, we will get sidetracked, and we will have a great time. So, uh, first thing I want to talk about is just a little bit of updates. I do have a new episode of The Fandemic coming out, and I do want to get your initial response because uh, you people in the future will hear the intro to this right away. However, I uh, I just showed Brian this uh, just a few minutes ago. Brian, what are your thoughts there? Well, my thoughts is I think we have a great, great new intro done by an fabulous fire brand new MC uh, by the name of Leah MC Zana, uh, bringing the fire like no one else. She's got the honey for you. And so we really want to hear your comments on it. But yes, uh, your wonderful daughter Leah has shown her rapping chops with our new intro. So we definitely want to hear what people think. Not bad for a nine year. So there's a little story that goes along with that. So um, I went to Fiverr and I, I, I had it. I actually had this all done, set to be done. Sure. Right? It was supposed to be all professionally done. So they made the beat and I'm like, yeah, I like the beat. It, it's reminiscence of Revenge of the Nerds. Right. And then um, the they sent it back to me and, and, and they just had some some Indian dude talking the, the stuff. And I'm like, this okay. is the dumbest thing ever. I'm like, I'm like, no, this is not what I ordered. So I've been fighting all day and she and, and, right. and the, the 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 composer well you know uh she's like well no that's that's not what the deal was i'm like i'm pretty sure i said what exactly what i wanted and you could have said no uh, sure. so i just i just said screw it um uh I'll, I'll take the little loss for the for the money it wasn't too bad okay. uh, and and i'm like you know what if we're not going to have a professional rapper, I'm going to have a nine-year-old rapper. There you go. We're going to go for the cute effect. There you so go. We will definitely work on her rap name, and uh, maybe we'll have her try it again I mean, once she's a little more comfortable. So uh, I'm thinking for his rap name, what about Coast Stallone? I'll say it again, Coast Stallone, because she just flows. Right, it's I kind of floats with it. See that without moving your head, too. Yeah, right. I mean, Coast Stallone. Stallone. I mean, and here's I like the it. deal. And here's the deal with Stallone factor. You know, uh, uh, some of the Rocky man doesn't matter how many times you get knocked down, as if you get back up. So okay. I just dig it. I dig it. And you know, hopefully, also when Leia hits her sixties, she has just miscellaneous tats everywhere that don't make any sense. So right. there you go. So right. there we be. All right, all right. <laughs> and I think it's be cool to see her at school just yelling Adrian for no good reason. I, I, yeah. I agree. I agree. 
I, I am thinking of making a change to the pandemic. I think uh, uh, my my longer interview shows have actually been better. I've been getting more downloads right. than those. So right, I think right. I'm going to uh, do two longer of pandemic episodes a month. And then okay. I'm going to do two filler episodes that we're just going to go down the rabbit hole with sure. either you or somebody sure. else or sure, sure, sure. somebody that we've already, that I've already had on there. Sure. So I, I'm, I'm thinking that. So, uh, well, I mean, well, well, you know, we know the, the world of nerdom is very much like quicksand in the Princess Bride. The more you struggle, <laughs> the more it grabs you. Then if you don't get that reference, wait till you get, you got to watch the previous episode of the Prevent of the Nerds podcast. Right, exactly. You know, and you know, I think all, all the cartoons from when we were kids made quicksand out to be a lot more common than it really is. It just seemed like it was everywhere. I remember now. I'm a kid of the 80s and the early 90s, but mm-hmm. when I was uh, on the weekends or uh, my mom worked a lot, so on the, I'm a nerd, I would read comics and watch cartoons. Uh, I think it, I think it was the beginning years of the FX network. They had all the old superhero shows from the 70s. So they had the original Wonder Woman with Linda mm-hmm. Carter. Um, by the way, what a way to kickstart your puberty. So as uh, and if you have not seen and if you have not seen Wonder Woman 1984, spoiler, so don't listen if you don't want to hear it. It is the only redeeming factor in that movie. Agree. It is the only uh-huh. redeeming factor in that movie. Uh, they could have done so much better about both Wonder Woman and Cheetah. That being said, um, I remember it seemed like every third or fourth episode there was quicksand. The 18. Which was usually like in urban areas. What five members? I think I think Mr. Yeah. G literally said, "I pity the fool that gets caught in quicksand." Like it was just all these like quicksand was ever. It was obviously a a great plot device for the seventies and early eighties. But then when I grew up and I and I've yet to run into it, is I'm a little disappointed. Right. I just yeah. I just I just wanted to be like a news story um, that some. Well, I don't want anyone to get injured over it, but yeah. you know, it's when you know, these teenagers were walking along and they find, you know, a big pit of quicksand, uh, and they get rescued from it, or they only lose like a shoe, yeah. uh, so everyone can go find it. But yeah, so so for for all you folks that if, if any of the producers are listening to the podcast, for those of you that tricked us into thinking that uh quicksand was going to be everywhere you go in the same vein as those folks that said you have a permanent record so i've always been able to get a job so trust whatever's on my permanent record no one's reading i think we need to make some like caution quicksand ahead signs and just put them at random places quicksand ahead that and did you notice like especially again in the 70s so i saw this stuff in like real on the syndication but also there was a lot more car jumps you know, right. like you could just be driving along and there'd be this really cool incline, like on the freeway, yeah. or there'd be like a log in the middle of like the backwoods. Like I, I was grew up as a big fan of the Dukes of Hazzard. Now let's pause for the irony of that. A brother from Georgia was a big fan of a show that featured a car with a Confederate flag on and named the General Lee. That's a thing, ladies and gentlemen. Okay. Uh, I wasn't old enough to get triggered, I guess. But anyway, right. Right. Uh, um, uh, so in that show, no matter where they were, there was always a place to jump. Same thing with like uh, Chips, BJ and the Bear, all those shows. They always found a way to like get over this ravine or or, or just pit out of nowhere. Right. So I want more quicksands and I want more car jumps. Night Rider, I always do a car jump. That was how I was working a car jump. 
that's my favorite part about Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure when they're like, well, we could just go into the, the time machine and set the stuff up. <laughs> and then the stuff just appears. Yes. I, I love it. I love it. Last thing that I know we need to do to our podcast, but I just had this thought with, with, with me mentioning uh, Kit or Night Industries 2000. Uh, and now that we live in 2021, so we're a little past that. Right. So for all the apps that talk to us, right? So our GPS, Alexa, all these things, Bixby, mm-hmm. all these things that talk to us, why has no one, and I forget the actor who played uh, Kit, but yeah. why has no one... Uh, I believe he was the he was like the evil doctor on Saint Elsewhere, but I can't think of his name mm-hmm. right now. Uh, why has no if he's still with us? Why mm. has no one found this actor and go? You need to be the voice of our know. software. I, I don't it, know. Yes, my Alexa can sound like Samuel L. Jackson, right. um, but the, but I need more. I need I need two voices in my Alexa app. I need Kit and I need Mike Tyson. That's I, what I need. I need I need the Mike Tyson. That I can't understand the thing that Alexa said, but because he sounds because she sounds like Tyson, I want that app. I want so those so again, if you work at Amazon and you're hearing this podcast, you need to write the code to get us a Mike Tyson and a kit uh 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 application through the Alexa. Is it Edward Mulvier or something like that? I want to say his first name was Edward, but I don't know if that's the last name. Is that yeah, what's that pulling is- up? Yeah, well it says Devon Miles. I it's not kit's not coming up, but um, I should know this too. I don't think he's around. That's fine. That's fine. Well, uh, somebody somebody will tell us in the comments. But William Daniels, I there we well. go. There we go. And again, he was the evil doctor. At least he was a stern doctor. I'm saying elsewhere, and he is still with us. Wow, he is 94 years young. So what's the um? I mean, what's the budget on the Prevent of the Nerds? He lives in Brooklyn. So okay. what would it take for us to get him? I think we need to reach. I'm sure he's got a fan club or someplace. Oh yeah. Uh, so he's got a tick. He's got a he's got a website, WilliamDanielsActor.com. We need to go on a quest to get William Daniels, the voice of Kit, as well as he was Doctor. And like uh, I can't remember the, the doctor's name, but he was on Saint Elsewhere. He needs to be our first celebrity guest uh, on the on the podcast. We got to make this happen. I agree. I agree. And I think we, you know, I think uh, he's he might be doing those cameo things where you can just pay him to, oh, yeah. to do to do it online as Kit. I, I I'm definitely going to look into that because that is awesome. And again, I appreciate anyone, which again makes you makes us makes you really want to know how to rest of living our lives when William Daniels and Betty White are still with us. You know, there that gives us hope for humanity. It does. I think that's going to happen. Is in the future, it will just be William Daniels and Betty White, and they will With give Keith birth Richards. to it. Yes, and they will give birth. Well, not right. Keith, because Keith would just be over drinking or doing other miscellaneous adventures. <laughs> but I think I think William Daniels and Betty White will birth the next uh, uh, evolution of humanity, where we'll still age like normal human beings, yeah. but we'll never die. So we'll be a thousand years old and just piles of sand yelling at each other, which. I'm okay with that. Right. Yeah, I, I agree with you. So, uh, Brian. Yes, sir. Will you, will you please empty your stolen ketchup packets and tell me what is new with you, my friend? What is new with me is I have been just on pins and needles and excited for this week's podcast. So, for those who don't know, Brad and I have been friends for quite a few years, and I got to hop on a pandemic podcast. So, if you're not checking that out, please make sure you do. And uh, this kind of came as two bros go, you know, it'd be a good idea. And this, this is the world of open media where we go, you know what? 
let's do a podcast. So last week, and I know may not said I was super nervous, and it went, I think, really, really well. We got to talk oh, about yeah. the uh, got to talk about our perfect movie, The Princess Bride. And in the uh, seven days since, I've just been super jazzed. I go, I can't wait to do this again. So beyond that, uh, typical living life, working, uh, doing lots of doing all the things, and. Uh, uh, you know, planning on for all some folks that don't know me, I'm a huge fan of making risotto. So plotting my risotto uh, uh, adventures this weekend. So I've got the risotto recipe going in the back of the head. So awesome. we're doing those things. Yes, sir. What about yourself? Um, pretty uneventful actually. I'm I'm, I'm out of my big boot, so I, I have some. I can walk yes. a little bit. Yes. Yep. Yep. So I, I actually went back to taekwondo on Monday. That was fun um other than that man just uh hanging out with the kids and oh my my oldest is back from seattle she showed up okay. today nice She's going to a harry styles concert in minnesota and then she flies back to seattle this uh, this weekend so um yeah i i didn't think she was swinging by the house today okay and so i was working and all of a sudden my the ring was going off and i'm like sure sure, sure. That, that's my kid I, that i haven't seen in a month so i like hurried up and logged out and i got up and i got a big hug so that kind of made my day uh, i mean because nothing got to warm the the depth of your heart knowing that your daughter that you ranked in your daughter's mind before harry styles i mean that's gotta that's gotta right. be up there uh right. and a quick question not sure you got the boot off uh, when you when uh, when you when you injured yourself, was there any part of you that went? Uh, I guess they swept the leg. You know, was there, <laughs> was, there um, any, was, was there any? Did you hear crease in the back of your head? You know, mercies for the week. <laughs> I, I really should have, uh, especially because I just wa- I just rewatched all of the uh, the Cobra Kai a few weeks ago. Beautiful. Um, it's a fantastic series. Now I am I, I am still working on, on my total rewatch of Star Wars. Okay. All and right. I am on the final episode of Rebels right now. Okay. And then All I right. move on to uh so I'll, I'll get that done tonight. Sure. And then I'm gonna move on. Then uh tomorrow. Well, I'll probably wait till get wait till the weekend. And then I'll, I'll hit up uh, Rogue One. Uh, I, I want to make that in one setting. So yes, yes. So at a, at a, with a future podcast, we've got to go down um, our uh, favorite Star Wars characters. I love Star Wars. I mm-hmm. think you're a little deeper in it uh, than I am, but definitely favorite Star Wars characters as well as uh, uh, favorite movies. Uh, Rogue One was a pleasant surprise, and I think it would be very interesting to talk about the movies that surprised us the most about being good, and the movies that disappoint us most about how bad they were. So. Uh, for me, I have that would be an interesting podcast. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I will go ahead and hedge my bets. Uh, the one that disappointed me the most was Solo. I was so excited. I love Donald Glover or yeah. Childish Gambino, and I think he himself did a oh. good job as Lando. But Solo as a total movie and Solo with the other characters, it the chemistry just didn't click. Like it seemed like they had all the parts there, yeah, and it just didn't click. So well. Um, yeah, I mean, Solo should have been a TV series. Yes, and, and I've said and, that about Solo and the Fantastic Four. Right, be better off as series. Yes, yeah, because so, Solo, like, it, they made it sound like everything that Han did that was important in his entire life, he did in the span of like a day. Yes, you know the Kessel Run. Yes. You know, meeting yes. Chewie. Yes, I mean, yes, like, everything that defined the character he did in right. the span of, of one movie. Right, you know, and uh, I mean, like. I liked the actor that they got to play Han. 
Sure. You know, he, um, you could see him as a young Harrison Ford. Yeah, you could. Yeah. Yeah. You know, um, Kira is in the current in, in, is in in the current Star Wars comics. Uh, they're doing this thing called War of the Bounty Hunters. OK. And it is about uh, when when uh, Boba Fett takes mm-hmm. Han after the events of Empire Strikes Back. OK. All right. And he's on his way. He's so so there's a lot of time that goes between Empire and Return of the Jedi. It's like sure, it's, sure. It's like four four years or so, something like sure. I, I can't remember off the top of my head. Uh, but anyway, somebody steals Han from from Boba Fett. Mm-hmm. So this whole this whole event is about about that and nice. how Han ends up at Jabba's palace and gotcha. the setup to Return of the Jedi. Do you ever wonder when they thought him out from the carbonite that did, did it itch? You know, if that's, yes. been a, if that's been affixed to your body for anywhere from four to six years, that's got to be on some type of rash. Like, there's got to be a little eczema going on. You need yeah. some aloe. You know, it just seems like it wouldn't just settle. Um, yes. And as always, the most baller line in the history of nerdum. I know. I know. Something so I simple know. and yes. so awesome. But you got to deliver like Harrison Ford, and very few oh, yeah. of us have that have that skill set. Right. Have that skill set, absolutely. I mean his his swag hash awesomeness levels are yes very high, and it is something yes. that every bearded man should should try to uh, obtain to because not not all men that don't have beards can get that awesome. Not to mention, you know, he he was able to uh, uh, pull Ally McBill at a point in time that. Most men his age are calling women uh, her age mommy. So right? that by that that right there is super duper important. And I never will forget. We'll never get to our, we'll never get to our subject matter tonight. But I never will forget. Uh, it was it was um, two quick stories. Yeah. One of them by Harrison for one of the Jason Harrison for. So one of them was he was doing an interview with Oprah Winfrey, and it was shortly after him and Calista Flockhart, um, who play Alan McBill. If you don't, if you're not familiar with uh, who she is or what that show is, which which was was not a bad show. Um, anyway, uh, it had a little too much dancing baby for me, but whatever. Um, uh, they asked him. Um, they asked the Oprah asked him. Um, uh, what was um his favorite thing in his economy, he didn't say anything related to acting. He had just gotten his pilot's license. And he mm-hmm. goes, his pilot's license. And she goes, uh, and then she goes, um, what about you do you think attracts women the most? And all he did was turn his head, he had his ear pierced. And he flicked the earring at Oprah. He, re- he didn't say a word. He just like pointed the earring. And it was just so smooth. And at that moment, you could hear Oprah go, Stedman who? Like, like Harrison Ford is the man. Secondarily, there was an interview with Samuel Jackson, and I, don't, and I think he was on The View, but I could be wrong. But Samuel Jackson was, was doing this, and again, as always, the L stands for motherfucker. Yeah. Um, and he was doing the interview, and, they, and, and someone brought up the fact that uh, when you do the combined um, our earnings of actors, when you control for inflation, of which actors' movies have made the most money, it switches fairly regularly between Harrison Ford and Samuel Jackson. Um, uh, they Samuel Jackson's made a bunch of movies, yeah. and Harrison Ford has been a part of Star Wars and Indiana Jones. Yeah. All these, uh, uh, even now, 
uh, 20, 30 years uh, passing in the theaters that are in syndication and, you know, so all these people that continually generate money. Um, and uh, it was shortly after the, uh, the first trailer, to give you the concept of time, it was shortly just after the first trailer for um, episode um, seven came out. Mm-hmm. And if you know that trailer, it ends with Han and Chewie sitting in the Millennium Falcon. And uh, Samuel oh. Jackson goes, when he saw that, he yelled, MFR, uh, because he just knew now that he's in the new Star Wars movies, his number one spot, because <laughs> he was in number one spot due to due to the Marvel movies. Right. So now that we have the re-release of Star Wars and now he's in a new series, because they kept that fairly hushed, he can see him going, I'm back in number two. I just know it. I know I'm going to be back in number two. So I just think it's awesome to see those actors sure. compete. And last thing is this. Have you ever wondered for all these years we watched all these Star Wars movies and we hear Han communicating through Chewie? You ever think Han's just making it up? Oh, yeah. Oh, like, yeah. You ever think Chewie's like, that's not what I said. Right. And Chewie just goes with it. Yeah, he's whatever. Okay, I'm full of fur. I look like cousin it. Right. Uh, just it, it, whatever. Like way right? more awesome. Way yeah, more. Awesome. Yeah, just whatever. Yeah. You know, she yeah. was like some rose scholar and Han is just going yes, no, and grunt. So yeah, absolutely. Man, I saw a meme or something like that. It was a hairless Wookiee, and it was <laughs> oh my gosh, I it just makes you laugh. Look if, if you get a chance. Look up hairless Wookie. I definitely will, and it, you'll get a will. good laugh out of it. Yeah. All I see, all I can think of is Bull from the old show Night Court, Richard Mull. Oh, yeah. That's all I can see is like this, you know, six foot nine, bald. You know, you just know the Wookie. Kind of like um, uh, uh, someone showed me a photo of shoot Paul Rudd. That's who it is. Paul mm-hmm. and I really enjoy Paul Rudd. Yeah, but if you ever see pictures of Paul Rudd, Paul Rudd can grow a, I mean, almost. Not your level of beard, but pretty close. Mm-hmm. So they sh- there's photos of when Paul Rudd has a full, like, badass beard, and the vibe he gives off is completely different than comedic. This is forties, Paul really? Rudd, and women. They they've actually I think they've had a few of them on YouTube and then some on TikTok, where they show women Paul Rudd as he normally is is clean shaven, uh-huh. Ant Man Paul Rudd, and they go, oh, he's cute, he's funny. Then they show Paul Rudd with the full beard. And you're going to see, like, oh, wow. Like, so the beer makes the person. So all I can say is, uh, you know, the, you just know the Wookiees just have got to be, like, the super dorks yeah. minus hair. So, again, I can't I will definitely look up Hairless Wookiee uh, after tonight's podcast. He does look really good with a beard, man. I, yeah. I'm looking, I look just at him. Yeah. You know, and I hate to say it, he pulls off mustache. Yes. It, yes. Know, few few men can pull off a good yes, mustache. The, yes. Um, I will so say the, he's in there. Um, yeah. Uh, and so is uh, I mean the the one man that can pull off mustache beyond all is Kurt Russell. Yes. Yes. I mean, yeah. Well, you know what? Once you sire Star Lord, it's all it's all uphill from there. Oh yeah, I mean he's yeah he's a living he's a, a celestial planet. So. Yes, yes, uh, but you gotta wonder if uh, he ever really made it out of Little China and what happened with that beast on the back of his pickup. Oh, we will be doing a big trouble in Little China episode, uh, and uh, probably sooner than later. Yes, um, yeah, I, I, I we'll talk about next week's episode. Sure. We got we got two more to do before we're gonna before we're gonna release release the Absolutely. Kraken. So sure, sure, sure. 
Awesome. Right. Well, let's go ahead and get into the topic. Of Absolutely. The week. Absolutely. But so, today, go ahead. Oh, <laughs> well, it's rock, paper, scissors. <laughs> uh, today, we are going to take two Disney properties and we are going to talk about them. We're going to go over them. Brian's going to kind of introduce the two that we're going to kind of dig in a little bit. Mm-hmm. And we, the picture will be a lot clearer very shortly. Uh, Brian, tell us about Moana and tell us about Lilo and Stitch. Absolutely. So first off, uh, last week, thank you so much for those of you that were listening, that will and have listened to last week's podcast. We talked about a perfect movie known as The Princess Bride. So we thought we'd update coming with a couple of them that are a little more current, one more recent than the other, and discuss again the general premise of pre of Prevenge of the Nerds beyond our tangents is the idea that we take uh, a, a well-known uh, popular idea, comic, movie, series, and twist it a little bit. So that's what we're going to do today. We're going to kind of do a mashup. So we're going to take two, again, Disney properties, uh, Lilo and Stitch and Moana, and mash them up a little bit. So let's start off with the premise of Lilo and Stitch. So Lilo and Stitch, which came out back in the uh, early 2000s, if I remember correctly, features two characters, Lilo and Stitch. So Stitch is actually the result of a gen- now remember this is a kids movie. Is he is the he is the result of a genetic experiment. He is experiment six two six, created by Doctor Jumba. Six two six is actually meant to be like the ultimate anarchist. He will destroy societies. He's full of anger and venom. Uh, the only the only issue is that he cannot swim. The other thing with it is that Stitch is about three feet tall full of fur, and it's one of the cutest things you ever will see, which all things, all evil things come in cute packages. If you doubt me, become a parent. All right? So with that being said, uh, and by the way, if you ever, by the way, real quick, if you ever have a cat, name your cat Xana, never honey. All right. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> we may expound on that one day when we have time. Anyway, um, so the premise of the movie is Lilo escapes captivity because he's going to be destroyed. Yeah. Uh, he steals a spaceship and on his, and as he's uh, flying, his ships gets damaged, and because Lilo can't float, uh, excuse me, because Stitch cannot float, Stitch cannot swim, as he's uh, cra- heading towards Earth, and he's headed towards the Pacific Ocean, he's going to land in water, and the pilot's going to take his care of it, like he's going to drown and die a horrible death. Again, this is a kid's movie. But, of course, as he's, as he's getting close to, the, to it, there's a small, very small island off the coast of Hawaii that he actually crash lands into. And through the mechanism of the plot, he meets a little girl named Lilo, who, of course, as all great Disney movies are, her mm-hmm. mother is dead. Her father is dead. She's an orphan being raised by a sister. And, of course, because of the kids' movie, hilarity ensues, including Bing Raves named, uh, playing a character named Bubbles. All right. So that's Lilo and Stitch. So Moana, which is a much more recent film, yeah. uh, again, Disney picture, uh, also taking place in the islands, um, starring uh, Pacific Islanders, is the story of Moana, who is an island girl who is a princess, uh, who we learned through uh, Moana that if you uh, wear a dress and have an animal sidekick, that makes you a princess. Agreed. Uh, no, no, no stereotypical no gender roles there. Again, this is Disney, right? Right. Very inclusive. Okay. So with Moana, Moana is pegged to be the uh, the new chief of her island called Matanui. Um, and what her job, and so she really, both of these uh, have really good music. We get a Winona Judge song. Uh, remaking Elvis and Lilo and Stitch, and Moana is a musical. They're singing mm-hmm. throughout You're it. Welcome. You're welcome. 
Oh, there you go. All right. Remember, Brian S. Dennis stands for you. Welcome. Um, <laughs> so with Moana, instead of her being, she does not want to stay on the island. She is driven. She's drawn to the ocean. In fact, the ocean plays a character, uh, this uh, this living wave uh, that gives her the, the heart of um, Tafiti, which is an island. And what happens is, in, and this is the central part of the, of the, of the, the film. Uh, there's a character named um, uh, Maui, who is voiced by Dwayne Johnson. Some of you may know him as a rock, professional wrestler, TV host. Uh, he is too fast, he's too furious, that guy. Okay. Um, he plays a he plays a demigod of Earth and Sea who steals the heart of Tafiti, which is the mother island. And as part of him doing this, he is thrown out of the sea. He loses his magic station, what makes him change shape. And Moana's job is to find him, to find the heart of the ocean, to return it to Tafiti. So basically, the world is back in balance. Because at this point, fish are dying, coconuts are dying, her people have no food, her people are really struggling. So her job is to save the world by finding Maui, finding the heart of Tafiti, and returning the heart from whence it came. With that, really quick aside before we get to actual how we're going to put a spin on this is this. Uh, Dwayne Johnson, who plays Maui, who sings several songs, that's a very good singer, mm-hmm. uh, uh, has a young daughter, and I forget her name. But as most of the kids, and again, if you've, ever, if you've never seen either of these movies, check them out. They're both really good. Uh, I like Moana a little better than Lilo and Me Stitch, too. but it is fantastic. Uh, Stitch as a character is just priceless. Yeah. Um, but and and if, again, if you've ever been around a little girl, Moana is a really good. Excuse me, Lilo is a really good representation of like a ten-year-old little girl. Yeah. Um, but with Dwayne Johnson playing uh, uh, Maui and doing so many songs, he his daughter, his youngest daughter, is a huge fan of Moana. And there's multiple uh, uh, social media posts on Facebook, Twitter, TikTok, where um, he's trying to convince this little girl. And she's so young, you know, this isn't a bit. This is authentic. Yeah. He's trying to convince her that he's Maui. And her response is, no, you're daddy. Including singing the songs. You can tell it's the same voice. Yeah. Everything about that. And he'll, he'll turn the music down. It's just him singing, I am Maui. I'm your favorite character. Your dad is Maui. Forget all this wrestling stuff that right. bought us this multi-million dollar home. I'm the guy in the movie that could turn into a shark, right? And her response was, which is great for every little kid, basically, oh, you silly man. You're not Maui because Maui's on television. Maui's on Disney+. Plus. <laughs> You're daddy and you make me grilled cheese sandwiches. So that by itself includes the uh, really ups the cute factor. Uh, that you see uh, how popular this movie is and how it plays out in those homes. So now here we'll go for the of time how we're going to do our mashup. So with Lilo and Stitch, um, the crux of the story starts off when when Stitch escapes uh, his alien stronghold and his ship crashes in the island in the Pacific Ocean, which we're led to go really close to Hawaii. And that's where the movie takes place. He meets Lilo. And that's where the plot takes from there. And our version of this, on Stitch's way to um, to Earth, and uh, he encounters a wormhole because, again, in science fiction, there's there's always the aspect of time travel. Right. So Moana takes place pre uh, Hawaii really being uh, a place, Matanui, 
is the name of the island they're on. So in this one, stitches transport however far back it takes to get to the storyline and plot line of Moana. And instead of it being Lilo and Stitch, it becomes Lilo and Moana and Lilo, excuse me, Stitch and Moana, mm-hmm. Moana and Stitch. And it is Moana and Stitch's adventures to again find the heart of the ocean, found Maui, and put the heart of the ocean back. So that's where we're going to take it tonight for a little bit is the adventures of Moana and Stitch. I dig this. I think that's awesome. I I love the like uh, the Disney what if like the Marvel mm-hmm. is doing, you know. Sure. And uh, I think Moana and Stitch would drive each other nuts at first, mm-hmm. and I think that Stitch would really mess with Maui after yes. they after they find Maui. Yes. And I think you would get you get so much great comedy out out yes. of those. Uh, uh, like Maui tr- pretty much trying to kill the, the alien several yes. times. Yes. You know? And then even his tattoos would, would, would be against, would be against Stitch as well. Uh, I, I, I like it. I like yeah. it. Well, one of the things that I really like about both films is both films have a really rich uh, supporting character base. So, mm-hmm. uh, which is actually a fairly strong point of most Disney movies. And sometimes I think the supported characters in Disney movies are way more interesting uh, than the title, than titular characters or the starring characters. So in this one, uh, because the movie is called uh, Moana and Stitch, we would think it really would be about Moana and Stitch, but I would think that the interactions between, number one, like you said, Stitch and Maui, mm-hmm. but also the, the, the other characters. So in the original uh, Moana, Moana has a pet chicken named Hey Hey. And if you've never seen the movie, uh, before they leave the island, one of the things that comes up is Stitch is, excuse me, uh, Hey Hey is this chicken who there's an old man in the island that goes basically because the chicken has uh, not enough intelligence to do pretty much anything that life requires. Can we just cook him? And her, her efforts throughout the entire film to keep this chicken from dying, either yeah. from being cooked or doing little things like drowning, eating rocks, all the stuff that this chicken actually does. So I would think that um, Stitch, would, when he lands, would just be hungry. And Stitch would attempt to eat this creature, through this chicken, throughout the movie. The other thing of it is this. So while in the original movie of Moana, uh, Maui is coming along somewhat begrudgingly, primarily because um, he... Uh, has lost his magic uh, fish hooks. He doesn't have all of his powers, these sorts of things. Uh, But once he's reestablished with his powers, he kind of is all in. Mm -hmm. Stitch, remember, cannot swim, cannot float. So Stitch would really uh, go in with dragging his feet and not wanting to do this. And I think you have a really cool comedic stance of uh, Maui trying to drown this furry alien and the ocean who is a friend of theirs just not letting him. In the original movie, multiple times uh, Lilo falls off the boat, the raft, they're calling it a boat, while they're overstating it. The raft that they're using and the ocean re-puts uh, her on it. I could see very similarly Maui pushing uh, stitch off the boat in the ocean, saving him for Maui to only try and just take uh, uh, Stitch only trying to take out Maui. So I think, again, you have some really good comedic things. I think you also have a couple wink-wink, nudge-nudges uh, mm-hmm. to the audience with the characters that they're playing. Yeah, yeah, I, and especially with, like, Moana being 
uh, a movie, you know, movie that's in the ocean and, and about yes. discovery and things like yes. that. Yes. And, and in Stitch, like, I don't, I don't want to be in the ocean. Like, leave right. me the heck alone. I'm right. going to be on land. Absolutely. <laughs> um, one of the things I've always, again, I personally, I'm a big fan. Again, I've, I've shared this will come up many times in our podcast. I absolutely love professional wrestling. Um, mm-hmm. Maybe not as much now as I used to, but I'm a big fan of professional wrestling. The Rock yeah, uh, it's getting there. Oh man, uh, uh, we, may, we may have to, we may have to, we may have to discuss that for our our deep fake nerds out there that the world of wrestling. But um, one of the things that I've that you know, anytime that The Rock is in any or Dwayne Johnson, I think that's what he goes about professionally now. Anytime he's in something, there's some level of physicality in what he does, whether it's the mm-hmm. Fast and the Furious movies, uh, whether it's uh, San Andreas or all these movies that he plays in. Uh, by the way, any, uh, so part of me goes, we, we've got to have some type of uh, somewhat fight between him and um, um, Stitch. Uh, Maui is stuck on an island because Maui also does not float. In fact, that's part yeah. of the song. You're welcome that Maui can do anything but float. So I could see them uh, having a, a, uh, a la Shrek, mm-hmm. an impromptu wrestling match where all of a sudden the the, 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 they string ropes from the coconut trees, and now you've got this squared circle where they go, and you maybe see the um, the Maui character doing some of the rocks repertoire. Uh, I also think, uh, again, to bring a bit of the real world into the world of this uh, uh, movie, and again, a wink, wink, nudge, nudge to the adults and the parents in the audience would be if you've ever seen anything where the Rock and Kevin Hart. Oh, or in the God. same place at the same time, whether it's been the two uh, Jumanji movies. Hopefully, we get a third. Will it be yeah. the fourth Jumanji um, movie? Doing, they're doing two more. The, two more. Fantastic. Yeah, two more have been greenlit. Yeah. Fantastic. I know I know the pandemic had impacted that. Uh, and also uh, Central Intelligence, where you just get to see uh, this huge, again, he's, he's probably 6'7", probably 280 pounds of pure muscle in Dwayne Johnson. And a guy, have you ever seen Kevin Hart in movies where he takes his shirt off, whatever? He's uh, he's basically one big yeah. muscle. He's just about five foot five. Um, yeah. uh, uh, so you got the rock who's easily twice his size. But anyway, if you, I can see maybe having a character that they bring mm-hmm. in for this, or maybe Kevin Hart is oh, Stitch. Oh you man, know? you bring like Undertaker or Stone Cold to do a voice <laughs> of somebody. Like, uh, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, oh yeah, easily, yeah, yeah. I, yeah. Right maybe you put maybe put a heart of the ocean in the middle of a, of a championship belt uh, that right. one of them wears. You know, um, you know, at some point Maui goes and land a SmackDown, or you know, uh, yeah. Chewy ch- ch- uh, 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 Stitch funnels his inner Ric Flair, and we got a woo and a strut. So and uh, goes, yeah, you can't see me. <laughs> you know what? Brad, as much as I love you, bringing a John Cena reference into our podcast may break us. I'm just saying, it may break us. Um, uh, I, I, I can see that. I can speaking, see that. Speaking of Cena, because you know we're going to do our tangents, there's a movie on Amazon called Vacation Friends. Have you seen it? I have not watched it, it yet. It is, it's, um, it, it, it's, an, yeah. <laughs> Pardon me. It has its moments. Okay. Uh, it also stills uh, a gentleman named Lil Rel Howie, who is very funny. Uh, but Cena, both, and if you've seen, um, shoot, what is it, Stepdads? Yeah. Um, the sequel where you see the interplay between Cena and Marky Mark. Cena's actually quite naturally funny. Yeah. 
And you see him playing this character who in one vein is super right wing, give me a gun, I'll shoot anything that walks. And then super liberal, like, we just want to love and be friends with everyone. And that weird mashup while he's also doing drugs on this entire movie, it's actually pretty funny. So yeah. um, he, he definitely has um, his moments. Uh, okay. but, if we, but if we're going to the world of professional wrestling just for a second, I know we've lost half our audience. Uh, it is choreographed, never fake, choreographed. Uh, um, it was, it, he's not bad. Again, he has yeah. his moments. Um, I think he was in, was it the latest Fast and the Furious movie or something that I didn't get a chance to watch? Yeah, but, I haven't watched it yet either, but he's, yes. he, he, plays, he plays Vin Diesel's long lost brother. Huh. <clears throat> yes, Cena is Vin Diesel's brother, and because Vin Diesel is all about family, and it took yeah. like nine movies to get to a brother that yeah that know, he never mentions. Okay, family uh, first, I guess. Yeah, so I can see those two that's going hard at the gym. Like, okay, like yeah. whatever you can do, I can do better. Um, I will say Cena was good in in the Suicide Squad. Yes, I yes I he was very say, good as Peacemaker. Yes, he was. Yeah, I mean, and I mean, he's getting his own show. He's getting the Peacemaker yep. show. Yeah, so we'll we'll see we'll see how that is. But I, what were your thoughts on um, Idris Elba as shoot? Why don't I forget? Was it Bloodsport? Bloodsport. Thank you. What, what were your thoughts on that? Loved it. Oh yes. my gosh. Um, I I think a, a part of it is that I, I don't I didn't know a lot about the character. Sure, they did a great job of picking taking out Harley Quinn. Mm-hmm. Uh, they did a good job of picking characters that were really um, lesser known. They did a great yeah. job with that. In, in, in any time you can make a movie, especially when they have Harley Quinn, and they didn't make it about her. Yes. Thank you. Yes. And you, you, they made us care about King Shark and, yes. and, and Polka Dot Man. I yeah. mean, like, the, how? The, and again, no spoilers there, but Polka Dot Man was an extremely sympathetic character that yeah. honestly, by the end of the movie... I wanted more of Same. Polka Dot Man. I wanted more of Rat Catcher too. Like yeah. you said, it definitely made King Shark. And again, uh, Stallone and speaking of Ben Diesel, Stallone and Ben Diesel could probably uh, make a mint showing actors how to use uh, either one or no words to uh, up your acting chops. So um, no more than three words. <laughs> yes, Adrian yes. and I am Groot. <laughs> yes, I was going to say I think Stallone. Is- is definitely more uh, verbose as uh, King Shark than he ever yeah. was as Rocky Balboa. Um, yeah. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, and again, um, uh, as we do our regular tangents, uh, growing up in a primarily African-American household, uh, we hated Rocky's guts. We just did not get the luck. Like Apollo, okay, mama, yeah. my mother literally told me at one point in time, Carl Weathers should have been my real daddy, which I just felt that was some, you don't tell that to a seven-year-old. Like, I'm still processing that. <laughs> but with that being said, um, uh, you know, uh, uh, I'm assuming most people, if you cared, you watched Rocky. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, the first fight ended the way the first fight ended, uh, which they needed to build. To the second yeah. fight uh but i remember just thinking no 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 there, there's no rematches absolutely not no um uh and i just noticed this and this is completely anecdotal uh what most people um because i think it's because of what how it's been shown on television before yeah. there are streaming services most people conflate the ending the ending of rocky 2 with thinking that happened in rocky 
That is a really mm. common mistake given how the fight in Rocky Two ends. They actually think a lot of people think Rocky Two is actually Rocky. Like they like they 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 miss because with the movie called Rocky, yeah. it doesn't matter to talk or take around it. If you've ever yeah. seen Rocky, Rocky loses the first fight. He yeah. wins it in Rocky Two. Lots of people think that the ending, at least in folks that I've talked to, mm-hmm. uh, conflate the ending of Rocky Two with being part of the premise of Rocky. And, you know, absolutely not. In fact, Rocky would not have been nearly the movie that it is had he actually won that first fight. Agree. I don't, I don't think it would have been a franchise. No. I, I think if Rocky won, I, I mean, I, sure, I think they probably would have tried. They would have made a second one, right? They right, probably would have made Rocky 3, Rocky 2. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you wouldn't have got Mr. T. You wouldn't have got sure. Dolph Lundgren. I mean, you wouldn't have got all that. You wouldn't have got Hulk Hogan playing <laughs> the Seminole Thunderlips. Right? Yes. Yes. Oh my gosh. Yes. Um, uh, and again, one one of the most moving moments of of, of all cinema is uh, Stallone standing at the top of a mountain, which we're told is Russia, probably was Canada, screaming "Drago!" Uh, yeah. Just like "Drago!" Yeah. Um, yeah. And I'm sorry. I don't care what kind of shape you're in. You're not out running a limo in the snow. It's just not happening. I just don't believe it's a thing. Um, I, I would have to agree with that. Yeah, man. I mean, I, I Rocky one, Rocky two, Rocky three, four and five were just eh. And yes. then you know the when the Rocky Balboa was good when he, when he came back. Sure. Um, I, I I think I saw that he wants to do one more. Okay. Uh, but like, okay, we don't we what? don't need to see Sylvester Stallone box anymore. And it would be I mean, awkward 70, given yeah. his presence in the Creed films, which I think is a perfect arc Correct. for that character. Correct. Right? That's what he should. I mean, Stallone, the real Stallone himself, mm-hmm. has got to be in his mid-60s. There's no he, way. He's I mean, 70. Okay. I'm, I'm pretty sure he's 70. I'm going to check that out. Okay. Right now. So, but, yeah, because Rocky came out in 78 or 79. It went back, I think it came out in 78 and went best picture in 79. Um, so he would have been mid-20s then. Um, so yeah, so him being 70 would not shock me at all. Yeah, he was born in 1946. Okay. My so, people didn't have rights then. Okay, interesting. Yeah. Wow. Wow. That's He's awesome. like 75 years old. Okay. The dude, I mean, I wouldn't pick a fight with him. <laughs> Nor Brigitte Nielsen. Who? Or Brigitte Nielsen. Uh, I would not. Uh, she played um, Drago's wife. Yes. Oh yeah. Yes, and she makes a cameo in the second in Creed too. Yeah, I remember yes. that now. So, um, uh, she she makes Dolph Lundgren a little bit of a sympathetic character. Uh, is yeah. he still on the Roy's? You think? Is he still on the Roy's? Um, uh, I don't know. I think uh, he probably gave up that. I mean, yes. uh, Dolph Lundgren, that dude is super super smart. He has yes. degrees in like poly science and yes. Yes, a nuclear like I don't I don't I don't know what his degrees are, in, but he is one of the smartest yes. um, actors out there. And another one I heard, Dave Mustaine from mm-hmm. Megadeth, I guess is yep. super super intelligent. Yes, they have. Um, um, there's actually a fair amount of um, uh, celebrities who either would or are um, in Mensa, and is is very. Or then, or just when you look at the places where they've gone to school, Conan mm-hmm. O'Brien famously 
uh, oh gosh, I don't want to misspeak now, but he went to one of the Ivy's at Yale or Harvard because he, and I think it was Harvard because he wrote for that their comedic magazine. Um, you know, so th- so you can definitely be uh, young, smart, attractive. Again, uh, the, the pull up the uh, the '90s card. Both Mayim Bialik and um, the actors that played uh, Winnie Cooper are both yeah. actual have PhDs. Mayim Bialik yeah. is in neuroscience, and I want to say, um, and again, Danica McClellar, that's her name, mm, who yep. played Winnie Cooper, came up with some really new mathematical theorem. Mm. Um, so um, it's just like, oh, incredible. Um, yeah, so there's just so there's so so brains and and acting talent don't necessarily go uh, not necessarily um, mutually exclusive at all. Did you see their rebooting? Life goes on with I saw their rebooting. The Wonder Years. Did not see really the sister. I I forget her name, Stephanie or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. I mean, you, I I don't know how far you. I mean, Corky will have to be part of it somehow. Yes. You know, I mean, um, I'm sure that I'm sure he's still around. You know, but yeah, I I, I saw. I, I'm like, you know, in, in some some shows when you hear they're gonna reboot, you're like, eh. sure. But you know, when sure. I when I when I read the life goes on, I'm like, yeah, okay. Yeah. Um. Uh. Speaking of shows that they've rebooted, um, on Disney Plus, and forgive me for not. I'm going to butcher the characters. I'm only going to try it. But they basically have a reimagining of Doogie Howser. It is so uh, good. It is. I've seen the first two episodes. I think the new episodes come out maybe Thursday. So that'll be tomorrow. Yeah. Um, so. uh, when we're recording this, it's Wednesday. But I actually watched it, but it was, it was there. I was looking for something yeah. to watch. And I saw it was only two episodes. So, you know, I can binge these two if they stink, whatever. Yeah. And it had me episode one. Um. <laughs> And also the Turner and Hooch reboot on Disney Plus, starring exactly. starring Josh Peck, yeah. who went from the chubby kid in Drake and Josh to being like a stud. Mm-hmm. Like, and I love the fact that they bring in because because I think this part of it because again he lost a ton of weight uh, that he is that you know the smoothies and the working out. And I think that's something that's really important. Important that's a word. Important to him as a person. That they've not yeah. added that to his character. And you know, um, and 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 let's also let's take this through again. So um uh uh uh, uh you know uh, being stuck on an island for multiple years didn't take Tom Hanks out, being stuck in an airport didn't take Tom Hanks out, being on the Apollo mission where uh they're venting gas, let's be real, you're stuck in an enclosed space with Kevin Bacon, did not take Tom Hanks out. But dude has a heart attack. Like, ah, oh, yeah. I just, I just don't want to be in the world without Tom Hanks. Like, AIDS can yeah. take out Tom Hanks. We went dark there for a minute, uh, but at least that's a that's a way to go out. But you just can't let let Forrest Gump just have an off screen heart attack. No, they got they should have put him in at least for one. Give us a flashback. Yeah, give us a flashback. So anyway, so as you can see, we start off talking about Lilo and Stitch to and Moana. We've now gone to Life Goes On. Uh, uh, and um, we brought it back uh, to Disney. Disney. I mean, we, we brought it back, back to Disney. Disney Plus. So I mean, we did yeah. bring it back. Yes. So, uh, speak. So uh, we, great job on the topic. Uh, I sure. think you really did something good with Lilo and Stitch and Moana, and I think let's definitely we'll keep that in there, and we'll maybe touch more on that. Again, I want to hear what you got for me 
Yes. For your segment of the week. Absolutely. Our segment of the week. So again, as we are starting this new podcast, so every week, so first off, one of the reasons why you hear Brad and I go on tangents, kind of jump from this set, that we feel the best way to do this show would be to do it very organic. So we have very little uh, structure and framing of this. We compare notes a little bit about, we're going to talk about a couple things during our time. But as far as where it will go, we leave that really open. And we think mm-hmm. that makes for a better show. I feel if it was overly structured, rehearsed, it would sound canned. And I don't think you as the audience would enjoy it as much. And we as the host would not enjoy it as much. So with that same vein, we each have our segment of the week where we come up with something in the world of nerddom where we're going to talk about a premise, a character, an event, something through a lens, and we'll talk about that here in a second and see if the other person can figure it out. So uh, uh, the one I'm doing this week is, can you guess the character's dating profile? Ooh, okay. Yes. <clears throat> so right. before I get into this, I want to I wanna be fair. Okay. So for you to get this right, if you can get the character's name, fantastic. Okay. But if you can't get the character's name, uh, if you can give enough of the description that it's clear you know who I'm talking about, uh, including where the the, the 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 piece of the book, the movie, the play, the film, whatever, sure. like give me some substance where he's at. I'll definitely give you your points. Okay. 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 All right. So if you need me to read this a couple times, I will gladly do that. But okay. when you're ready, sir, I am ready. Give it to me. All right. So this is this person's dating profile. I am not your average middle-aged doctor. I enjoy riding my Harley, and I love to hit the gas. Have cuffs, will travel. The only thing sharper than my wit are my tools. Beware, I'm a handful and a mouthful. Just ask Audrey. At the end of the day, it doesn't matter how if you like me, because my mama loves me. Okay. Ooh, did I stump you? You want it again? Yeah, give it to me again. All right, I'll even enunciate a couple of clues if that helps you out. Okay, not your average middle-aged doctor. I enjoy riding my Harley, and I love to hit the gas. Have cuffs will travel. The only thing sharper than my wit are my tools. Beware, I'm a handful and a mouthful. Just ask Audrey. At the end of the day, it doesn't matter if you like me as long as my mama loves me. Okay, so let's go. Let's let's take a go through some processes here. So the Harley. So I'm starting to think about a doctor who drives a Harley. That's the first clue. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I figure if I can if I can boil it down from there. So then we're gonna look into like uh, I'm gonna start off by looking in the Marvel movies and. Nothing is jumping out at me. I give you a hint. It has nothing to do with Marvel. Okay. It's it's a very popular movie. I leave, I give you a couple of hints. Okay. Very popular movie. Okay. That is also a play. <coughs> Pardon me. It's a very popular movie that was also a play, but most people have seen the movie version of it. It is a musical. Okay. Um and um hmm. it just it it has an incredible amount of talent. Uh, and I, and I will also give I will give this is the last thing I will give you. The biggest thing that I mentioned was the character's name Audrey. It is not. Would you like to know? 
Uh, give me a second. Uh, you have all the time you want, sir. Let's see here. This so, is what we need to do this live. We could be getting like folks to start sitting in comments and see if anyone gets it. All oh, right. right. Oh, absolutely. That is that will so happen. Um, give it to me. Okay. So the character's name is Oren Scrivello. And if you don't know who Oren Scrivello is, he is the dentist played by Steve Martin in Little Shop of Horrors. Oh my gosh. So if we go back to the dating profile, I'm a middle-aged doctor. Dentists are doctors. He likes to ride a Harley or a motorcycle. He likes to hit the gas, right? Remember, he would do do the gas, have cuffs, will travel. There's a scene where he makes sure that um, Mm. uh, um, uh, the the female character uh, has the handcuffs. Uh, Sharper, no, his tools are sharper than his wit, as Rick Moranis, that one. Uh, before um, uh, beware, I'm not. I'm beware. I'm a handful and a mouthful. Just as Audrey, Audrey famously eats him. Audrey too. The yeah. the the Venus flytrap. And at the end of the day, it doesn't matter if you like me as long as my mama loves me. If you know that, uh, if you know the song where he talks about being a dentist, he keeps yeah. a shrine uh, regarding his mom. In fact, he goes somewhere, somewhere above me, my mama loves me. So Man. yeah, so that there it is. Okay, you know, and I should have focused more on dentist. Yeah, and then because if I a dentist, I and then I uh, next time I think we'll, we'll play this game. You got to give me like five yes or no questions. I will gladly do that. Okay, I will gladly yeah, do that. Yeah, yes, yes or no. We'll do like five questions. Okay, perfect. So mine, I am I am in a huge huge Star Wars thing right now. So oh, okay, I'm gonna pose another kind of like alternate reality in the world sure. of star wars sure okay? sure okay and so mine is um what if anakin was trained in the dark side by palpatine after maul was killed in episode one okay so so i'll set it up a little bit so okay um after after the end of uh, the end of episode one maul's dead or well he's not dead uh there's a, there's a half price sale at the mall right <laughs> Yes. And uh, so Obi-Wan goes to tell the the uh, the Jedi Council that he's going to he's going to train Anakin. Mm-hmm. But all Anakin knows is that that he was supposed to watch Qui-Gon and mm-hmm. Qui-Gon is dead. So Anakin walks away and sure. because he doesn't know what he's Absolutely. doing. Absolutely. And who's there to pick him up? Yes. But a Sheev Palpatine. Yes. And he takes him somewhere and he starts training him in secret sure. in the dark side of the force. Sure. So then in episode two, so you still, so you uh, and McGregor, me, you know, might, might, he's still, you know, you're trying to get uh, Yoda to agree. They finally do, but now Anakin is nowhere to be found. Right. And so then the whole episode two and three change. Right, and so he's Vader from much earlier mm-hmm. of an age, and he's yes. not all mechanical Vader right. at all either. Right, right. And he still falls in love with Padme, because I'm thinking like their their layer is going to be on Naboo, because okay. he already has that relationship with Padme. Sure. And uh, so, but then he'll be more like a like like a Vader. He'll be yes. He'll be growing up and yes. going doing these missions. Yes. Or Palpatine. Yes. And he'll he'll go relieve he'll go and. Uh, and uh, uh, kill Watto, 
and yep. do all sorts of things. So he'll grow up in the dark side yes. instead of you know the Jedi. So all he knows is the dark side of the Force. Sure. And then he has his love for Padme. Sure. So um, number one, well, thank you. That that premise took my head to a few different directions. So I'm gonna I'm gonna bring it down to what I think is the most likely play out. So I I love one of the things that you said because it lets me play with this a little bit is that he loves Padme. Fine. Yeah. I think the biggest shift will be that Padme does not love him. So I think what we get is the idea that um, you have been. I think it's already where. Um, uh, Lucas took the character, but one of my complaints with the hate, well, not Hayden Chris, I get, mm-hmm. I think he had a material that was written. <clears throat> one of my complaints with the uh, presentation of young Anakin is they made him far too non-committal one way or the other. I mm-hmm. want Anakin to either be son, the one that was really on the side of the Jedi, uh, uh, the, the side of light, of, of and, and he just because he authentically falls in love with someone and he has to choose his commitment to the force slash really his commitment to the Jedi order. And I think that was where I really, really could have played with some of that morality of the character of mm-hmm. the Jedi order is not the force. And many times they put themselves in that position yeah. where he could have that moment, especially if it was with Yoda mm-hmm. of the Jedi are not the force right? Uh, the Jedi serve the Force. The Force doesn't serve the Jedi. Mm-hmm. And I think that would have been a great moment where he goes, I can be authentic to the Force while having these things, right? You created this uh, this monk order, but there's nothing people, I mean, we're taught that the Force lives in all of us. Yeah. So all these people that are falling in love and having children and families, the Force is there, right? Yeah. Um, and we, we see it that, you know, the Sith have connection to the Force, right? So all these things, all right. So to play with your premise a little bit, um, he 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 goes dark side much soon. He goes dark side as a child. Mm-hmm. Uh, he still has his love for Padme. I think now what you see is this earlier on this obsessive love, and mm-hmm. especially now that he's gone, right? He's yeah. gone for years, and they have absolutely no contact. When he comes back as Hayden Christensen, let's say. Uh, late teens, early twenties, where it's believable yeah. that this actor plays this, this person. Uh, he approaches Padme. He's gone on these missions. He's known as Darth Vader, uh, but they know that Anakin Skywalker is Darth Vader. There is no mystery here. Actually, you um, know what? Yes. Maybe, maybe he wears a mask as Darth Vader. He could wear and, the Vader mask earlier. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. And similar. So he's similar like to. A, Similar to no one, and Darth Vader. Yeah, similar to that, no one knew Kylo Ren other than his parents was uh, Ben uh, Solo. But, you know, again, at the same time, if I'd have been Han, I'd have been telling everybody, look, that's my kid. I tried my best. Um, This is no mystery. So you got to wonder about that authenticity. But still, even if she doesn't know that he's done these things, he's going to come back. Uh He was already broken. Is he going to come back a much more broken person? And she will not be able to fall for him as she did in the original storyline. So what happens is he kidnaps her and he keeps her prisoner. And this will be one of the times I would want a rated R Star Wars movie. If yeah. you're going to do this, let's, let's do it. And um, where um, he takes liberties with her, she fights back. Uh, uh, maybe even see her have some love. Could we always assume that the strength of connection to force came from the father's line. Maybe there's something on the maternal side mm-hmm. as well. Um, Maybe that begins to, and this is where you could really play with the idea of Luke and Leia, and especially with Luke 
as being, you know, what the chosen one and this powerful yeah. Jedi is that even as an embryo, the force is so strong in him. It is, it comes through the mom, right? He's oh, just carrying yeah. two twins that have a strong connection to the force and having these two twins inside of her, she can do, that's how she frees herself, right? Mm-hmm. You see her doing, she mind tricks a guard. Uh, uh, she, she steals a lightsaber, um, you know, she, she makes her way and escapes. So Only I think, yeah, so you, you could, you could definitely play with that. I think at that point, uh, Obi-Wan dies much sooner. Mm-hmm. Um, again, to keep this going. In fact, it, this would be one of those times that, um, he decimates like a rescue team. Like it's Obi-Wan is, uh, Obi-Wan is Mace, uh, you know, you send these, these really this second tier really only <coughs> pardon me only under beneath un, under beneath only uh beneath or under yoda with okay. connection to the force and he decimates them like they're like they're 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 winning um they, they're they're taking care of guards but that hate he has for seeing padme getting on a ship just drives him so insane and you see the dark side come out in full glory mm-hmm. for lack of another term he decimates these high level jedi not in time to stop her but you see him standing there with these masters at his feet dead or begging for mercy and he saves obi-wan for last and you see obi-wan basically him going you no know, tell me where she's going he refuses, and you get, and again, I think of it from maybe a visual standpoint, you see the saber uh, above Vader's head, um, and you see, you see Vader, you see, you see Obi-Wan going, Anakin, no, and he goes, something versus, there is no Anakin, there's only Vader, and boom, and he thrusts down, that's the end of the shot from there, and you just see Padme on a ship uh, heading for safety. I think that would be a phenomenal way to take that. Um, I think you would have a great reimagining of mm-hmm. that storyline. And now we have the entire quest is because um, you know she's pregnant. Yeah. Um, uh, about finding his twin. So now you have Luke and Leia maybe raised together because they're safety mm-hmm. and staying together. Or if they are separated, they at least know each other exists. Uh, I think you then have a much more, I think you have a less ideal Leia. I think you maybe you have a, a a Luke who is fighting the ghost of his father, and every time he has a moment of anger, um, I think you could play with is is Luke. In fact, you could even play it that way, where Leia looks at, and then, and, and I know I'm running a little long on this, but um, you could even play it again with the twins. Yeah. Um, Leia really feeling, you know, Leia having a close relationship with her mom. Uh, they're gonna look alike, uh, and and again, traumas. So you could play the idea of trauma. So yeah. every time Leia looks at Luke, she sees what or who Anakin could have been. And at the same vein, she sees fearfully who Luke may become. So that breaks their connection. So she doubles down on her connection with Leia. So mm-hmm. she's really connected to her. Luke struggles to connect with his mom. His father's gone. And there is that will Luke, will, will or won't Luke go to the dark side so all so now the redemption story is less about saving vader or saving anakin or but more about preventing 
Luke for I turning like dark. And, and I, I think that would be a great lives. Yes. Um, and, and I, in, in, uh, just to piggyback on, on, on sure. yours, on sure. your story a little bit, I would see that, um, that, uh, Padme takes the kids oh, and mm-hmm. hides them from, from Darth Vader, mm-hmm. Luke or Anakin. And, mm-hmm. uh, that the only, the only two Jedi that are left are Yoda because Yoda yep. would have to be a place. Absolutely. And Mace Windu. Yes, because Mace yes. is Mace already has that dark side ability in him, so right. I would see I would see like a Mace Windu uh, come in and, uh, and and work with Luke. Yes, yes, I like that. I really like that, and I think and that was one of the things that and I and I and you know I get that you have to, and this happens. I get you have to make episodes because when you start with episodes four, five, and six, yeah. So you're starting the movie series in the middle, right? Uh, you're telling you're telling the stories from the middle, then you go back to the beginning. So you have to have episodes one through three end up where episode four begins, right? Yeah. Um, but um, but one of the things that I felt was kind of lacking because when you have a character with the acting chops of Samuel Jackson. We have a character that had such potential for richness as you have with Mace Windu. I would have loved to have seen that story end more or continue mm-hmm. more with him as an as an elder statesman of the mm-hmm. Jedi Order versus, you know, he's the he's the um he's the first kill that really turns Anakin to there. It's still a very pivotal role, yeah. but I think it I think it would have been just great. And maybe I just want more screen time for Samuel Jackson. I'm okay with that too. Uh by the way, you can find the memes of Samuel Jackson with the shaft. No, I'm sorry, yeah. with the jewels uh from Pulp Fiction, uh hair and mutton chops, uh dresses Mace Windu, uh, which I think this always is just makes me giggle. But I would think you could re I think you could really um enhance some of the Mace Windu character there. Mm-hmm. Well, he's the he's the true face of the Jedi Order because yeah. Yoda's in hiding. So, yeah. um, and then then eventually when Mace comes to his sticky end, because it will have to end that way, yeah. that's what triggers Yoda to this. I really got to deal with it with his MFR. You know, where it really is now it becomes less of grandpa mm-hmm. trying to redeem his grandson, which is kind of what that, that relationship was in the original uh, version of this to you are you're the ultimate threat yeah. to what i believe in and then we would give no quarter and i think that shifts it greatly there nice i dig it anything more you want to say about that um i just i again any more samuel jackson it works well for me uh uh and i i just think we need to get a hold of George Lucas and go, you need to get an Elseworlds thing going and mm-hmm. uh, you need to buy these ideas from us, man. I think right. we're making a mint. We're, we're, we're giving available. this away for free. We got to do a we disclaimer. Are That's right. We got to right. do, we got to do a disclaimer got, that the ideas it's, it's belong recorded. to, yes, the, the, the ideas in this podcast belong <laughs> to the craze and them alone. So yes, no, that was fun. That was fun. Awesome. Yeah. I, I, I don't even know where I came up with that, where I was thinking about that, but uh Man, uh, doing my deep dive in into Star Wars, it's kind of been kind of nice. So, uh, Brian, you have any special thanks, uh, or uh, uh, you want to give any shout outs, or want to tell the fan, or want to tell the world where they can find you? Um, I can be found pretty much all around the Moines. So, um, 
again, I do a lot of different things in my day job. Uh, so this is my fun nerddom. Uh, I have a Facebook page, uh, Brian Stephen Dennis on Facebook. Feel free to uh, uh, be a friend. And then um, I, I, I do I love what you hear me doing. This is what I do on Facebook, which is I post memes. I ask silly questions. I usually point out the benefit of being a fat person. Like today, I pointed out fat people are to kidnap as they really, really are. And mm-hmm. I love finding Winnie the Pooh and just talking about all the foul. I just feel that Winnie the Pooh is someone that's hiding a lot of anger. And I just oh, think, yeah. uh, so I do my best to find examples of Winnie the Pooh choosing violence. So uh, uh, thank you again. Uh, every time we get to do this, Bradley, as a buddy, as a friend, uh, this is the highlight of my week and I really enjoy it, sir. Awesome. Well, I appreciate it. So you can uh, tweet me at, at fandemic 3 or message me on Facebook at the Fandemic. We do have a, uh, a prevent of, of the, the nerds, nerds yep. Facebook page. Uh, it, I haven't put a lot of work into it, so more to come on that. Absolutely, uh, we do have more episodes coming. If you want to catch me, uh, you can check out my podcast, The Fandemic. Uh, Brian will be on there again. We're going to do a launch episode before I release everything. Uh, we're going to cover uh, Batman, the long Halloween, which will be <laughs> bit perfect in for uh, the month of October. If you would like to help me out with a one-time or monthly donation, you could do so at patreon.com slash pandemic. Now, when you're in there, make sure that you put PVOTN on there. So I know that it's, you're coming from this page or from this uh, this show. Uh, there, I have three tiers of awesomeness. I got a basic tier where you'll have an opportunity to take part in a monthly uh, Patreon Zoom call. And myself will be in there. Brian will have an open invitation Absolutely. In there as well. Absolutely. <clears throat> that, that will be a bonus episode of the pandemic and possibly for uh, a prevenge of the nerds. You'll also get uh, and you also get a chance to get some special Kaylee's cookies. I'm going to do a cookie contest every quarter for 12 nerdy cookies. So uh, at tier one, you get one shot. At tier two, you get everything from tier one and you get two shots. And at tier three, guess what? You're a guest host of the pandemic. Yes, sir. So come in, hang out with us, and have a good time. All right, Brian, ready to close her up? We are. And again, um, thank you for each and every one of you for listening. And um, for, for Bradley and myself, just want to remind you to always level up your awesomeness. And remember that no matter what happens, no one is more awesome than you. Amen.